Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden and welcome to Queer Stories, the podcast for the LGBTQI plus storytelling night I host and program. Queer Stories events happen regularly in Sydney, Brisbane and Melbourne, and I'm also now hosting them in regional towns. If you enjoy these stories, please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and consider buying a copy of the Queer Stories book, a collection of 26 of the stories edited by me and published by Hachette. I'm really proud of this collection and I hope you enjoy it too. This week, Nina Oyama is a 24-year-old stand-up comedian and writer. She has performed at various festivals across Australia, as well as on TV on SBS 2's Stand Up at Bella Union, Channel 31's About Tonight, In the Zone 2015, and Tonightly with Tom Ballard. When I was 24, I had achieved nothing. <laughs> Nina has also has writing credits on Your Skidding, The Chaser's Election Desk, and Squinters. And in 2017, she was a recurring cast member of multi-award winning show Utopia, playing Courtney, the receptionist. Oh, she was also a finalist in ABC's Fresh Blood comedy web series competition. And she currently writes for Tonightly and is developing a comedy pilot for the ABC called The Angus Project. What a fucking overachiever. Um, I recently came out to my parents as bisexual. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, I just wasn't planning on doing it. I was like, I was just pretending to be straight my whole life. Uh, but then I started wearing like button ups and like clipping carabiners on shit. And like just going to heaps of slam poetry and like keeping my nails real clean. Yeah, and I was like, fuck it, I'll just tell them. Uh, and they were fine, <laughs> which is cool. Well, my mom was like, at least you're not a lesbian. And I was like, ah, uh, you know. Like, Google it, you know. <laughs> um, and my dad's Japanese, so he, like, didn't know what it meant. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I just had to qualify that because I talk about dating a cisgender dude and um, breaking up with him. And it's not a big part of the story, but I just wanted to validate that. Oh, also, I, uh, uh, I sound really basic in this story. Like, I read it back and I was like, oh, this is one basic bitch. Um, <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'll just change it. Like, before the show, I'll, like, change it so I seem more smart. Um, but then I spent, like, two hours on a, looking at a YouTube tutorial <laughs> on how to do eyeshadow. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if, my, <laughs> if I seem really dumb in my story, like, look at that shading. Like, <laughs> like this wing. It took me, like, five goes. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's do this. Okay. Aww. You guys, you guys are so nice. All right, um, so about a year ago, um, it was February 2016, I was 23 years old, and I was making a series um, of poor life decisions. <laughs> Sorry, so it sounded like I was successful, I was not, I was, <laughs> I was, I was just um, kind of stumbling through life in a haze of bong smoke, so... Yeah, 
So, same as Maeve, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just punch a few billies after the show, be cool. <laughs> Don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, I just moved to Sydney from the country and I was really, really poor. Um, I was working at Supre. <laughs> yeah, well, you laugh, but it's actually a long-term dream of mine since primary school. <laughs> So I was like totally killing it. Um, yeah, like other kids, like ask them, they're like, I want to be an astronaut and a policeman. I'm like, no, nah, I want to work in retail. <laughs> yeah, you say sad, I say achievable. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people in the retail game here tonight. Love it, success. All right. I actually really liked working at Supre though, because um, it was like a tween girls store, so like not a lot of like cis men came in, so it was like this really great absence of toxic masculinity. Um, so it was really cool and safe. But on the downside, I sold a black lace pentagram cleavage bondage bra to a ten-year-old. <laughs> so she picked it. I wasn't like here by this bra, like yeah, like not that I'm slut shaming a ten-year-old. Um, But, like, I also am because you're 10. Like, <laughs> don't wear that stuff. Um, yeah, like, you should have the right to choose your bedtime. That's it. Um, anyway. Um, so, I just... I was in a really bad mental space. I just left a really toxic relationship with a 19-year-old coke addict um, who had cheated on me with a bunch of gorgeous Brazilian backpackers at the Coogee Bay Hotel where he worked. Don't go there. They put shit in your ice cream and they cheat on you. Um, he also cheated on me with his ex-girlfriend and also his female best friend and also his other female best friend who was a model. I know. Um, but also, I kind of suspected it, so I cheated on him with two girls at my university, which was a bad idea because cheating is bad, but also it didn't give me the upper hand or the moral high ground when we broke up. Yeah, don't cheat. Um... But yeah, so I was also really angry, like I just felt really betrayed, and so um, I'd just go on really long walks powered by anger. Uh, and I also, like, I was too poor to get public transport, so it kind of worked out. Um, and I also was so angry, like I couldn't eat food. Um, I could only eat, like, bong smoke, and um, I only drank Dare Ice Coffee double espresso flavour. How good are they? It's so good. Like... Okay, like, you can have ten bongs and you have a dare ice coffee and you're, like, sober. Like, <laughs> so good. Um, like, you know why tradies have that shit in the morning? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a magical elixir. <laughs> anyway. Um, and also because dare ice coffee was my only sustenance, like, I never slept. Yeah, but I was also hustling on the comedy scene and um, I've been doing stand-up since I was, like, 17 years old and I was doing more of that, applying for grants, and I also got into a Green Waves ad... Um, <laughs> yeah, but I was also really depressed. I was what you call like a high-functioning depress depressive, which um, sounds like a brag. But it's like not because you still have depression. <laughs> and having depression sucks. <laughs> okay, so anyway, I was really depressed and sad. Like according to the Maslow's Pyramid of Needs, like I didn't satisfy a single basic human need. <laughs> In other words. Um, and anyway, somehow during this, like, mess, me being a mess of a person, um, I got cast in the third season of 
Utopia, <laughs> um, which is like it's an ensemble comedy show on the ABC. Um, and like I don't really know what happened, but I did send in that Grainwaves ad, so I can just assume that I ate a Grainwave <laughs> really convincingly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, the casting agent called me and she was like, hey, can you move to Melbourne? And I was like, oh my God, yes, like this is the biggest break I've ever had. And she was like, what? And I'm like, nothing. Um, yeah, <laughs> please don't change your mind. Um, yeah, and then I called my housemate and I was like, hey, just popping down to Melbourne for four months. And she was like, cool, I hate you. Um, <laughs> yeah, and before I knew it, I was on the plane. Um, the day I relocated, I was still hooked on the bongs, but it was okay because I bought pot from my Uber driver on the way from the airport. <laughs> Like, the universe, man, gives and it takes. Um, sometimes it gives. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, I went to my new house, but it was not a house, it was just a shed. Um, it was an unfurnished shed in someone's backyard in Brunswick West. But it was okay, it wasn't, like, filled with tools. Like, it was a nice shed, I don't know, um, had, like, two spiders. That's, like, a good amount. Um, Sheds way, they have way more than two spiders. They have heaps. Um, and they're always breeding. And you're like, stop. <laughs> like, anyway. Um, anyway, the shed costs $100 a week. And I didn't have much money, so that was good. Um, and it was okay because I didn't eat food. Um, <laughs> and the food that I did eat, it came from fruit trees in the area. Because <laughs> I was just like a human possum. <laughs> like, I would just go out at night and like grab fig branches and like tear the fruit off and shove them in my mouth and then the next day like those fig branches would be cut so I couldn't reach them it's really sad um but there's a lot of fruit trees in the area I was like actually quite well sustained um I also stopped drinking dare um espresso double espresso flavor um because the convenience store nearby only sold barista brothers which is a crock of shit and <laughs> it delivers on neither taste nor caffeine high so yeah. Um, for everyone, <laughs> uh, Brunswick West is kind of like the Marrickville of Melbourne. There's like a lot of warehouses and good cafes. It's really bohemian. Um, and as soon as I moved there, I like got into the culture. Like I just started drinking soy lattes and like gorilla knitting. <laughs> Loved it. If I saw a bear pole, I was like, nah. <laughs> Needs a sock. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like living in Melbourne's like living in an Instagram filter. Um, but it's like just smog. <laughs> Gives it a nice sepia tone. Um, anyway, so I had a day to spare until I became an official actress and I decided to go furniture shopping. Um, and by furniture shopping, I mean picking up other people's unwanted shit from the footpath. Yeah, because like in Brunswick West, I don't know if you've been there, but it's like council pickup every goddamn day. Like, it is like, it's like the aftermath of um, a war in one of those places beginning with I. Um, Ikea? <laughs> like, there's just desks and shit everywhere. Um, <laughs> and they're all broken. Like, everything is super damaged. But then so was I. Um, you know, like, I like my furniture like I like myself. Um, broken and covered in cum stains. <laughs> is this being recorded? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, um, so after hunting a few blocks from my house, I found a mattress, came upon a mattress, and it was the least ripped, most okay-smelling, least stained mattress uh, with no immediately detectable bugs that I could find, and I looked at it, and I, like, really thought about 
taking it home. Uh, so anyway, I'm dragging this mattress back to my shed. And um, it's a double bed and it's like really heavy. And after two blocks, I realized the mattress like ripped at the bottom and like little bits of foam were like trailing out the bottom, <laughs> like a breadcrumb Hansel and Gretel trail. Like so the previous owners could like follow it back to my shed and like find me cooking a mattress. <laughs> That's not a good joke, I'm so sorry. Um, however, I had overestimated my distance from the house and I had four more blocks to go and there were massive blocks and um, I came this far and so I was like, I'm gonna be like Hillary Clinton, like nevertheless she persisted, like, so will I. Um, anyway, so when I'm one block from my house, like a toll delivery van pulls up and, like, you know, toll delivery vans, not exactly known for their good people. <laughs> you know, they're, like, known for their white nationalists. Um, but this guy gets out, and he's not. Uh, he's, like, an Asian dude. And <laughs> he just started helping me with my mattress. And I was like, this is fucking sick. And afterwards, it was in my shed. And he goes, where's your boyfriend? Yeah. And I was, like, off cis man. And I was just like, um, I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> um, and then I thought he was, like, going to ask me on a date or, like, propose or... Whatever. Um, uh, but then he said, well, if he did have a boyfriend, he could have helped you move this shit. And then, <laughs> and then he left. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so <laughs> the next day, I go into Utopia, and I like, it's my first day, so I dress up really nice. Like, I wear my best pair of weed socks. Um, and I was, like, really terrified because, like, the whole cast are, like, my comedy idols. And I was also sober, which I hadn't been in a long time. So I was, like, really anxious. Like, you know when you don't smoke weed after smoking a lot of weed for years and years? And then, yeah, don't do that at a... Anyway, um, <laughs> just life advice. Um, but, yeah, I was sober and I was really anxious. And I met, like, Rob Sitch and Kitty Flanagan and just clang, 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 like, name-dropping all these names. I'm so sorry. Just, like that off the floor but I met all these famous people basically who were my idols and on the inside I was like having a nervous breakdown but on the outside I was like really cool I was like yo what's up Rob Sitch <laughs> it wasn't like that um but somehow like I hadn't fucked it up yet um and then they asked me how I find Melbourne and I just like straight up blurred out I'm like yeah I got a free mattress from the street <laughs> And everyone just, like, kind of stops and just, like, looks at me like I just did a shit on the ground. <laughs> and they just, like, use it as a face scrub. <laughs> and then ate it. Um, anyway, so, like, it's all really dead quiet, quiet. And, like, I just immediately begin backtracking. And I'm like, oh, you know, like, I checked it for bugs. So it's like, you know, it's cool. It's like, doesn't have that many stains. It smells, like... Okay, like it smells like a human, but it smells like not a it's no not a bo human. I don't know, like it's pretty good mattress, pretty comfy, like um, and it's just like really it just makes it worse, <laughs> you know, because like these are people all get paid, <laughs> um, and they're not used to seeing yeah weird supre workers <laughs> rock up at their workplace, um, yeah, and Kitty Flanagan especially, like she just looks at me and she goes, "Did you really get this mattress from the street?" And I was like, oh, yeah. And she's like, nope. And she just gets out her phone and she just starts furiously typing on it. And I'm like, oh, this is like, I'm going to get fired. And then she like looks up for a second. She goes, did you know the Salvation Army doesn't even take secondhand mattresses because they are so unhygienic? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, didn't know that. And like, 
She just goes back to typing and it's so intense. Like, I just thought she was going to convince Working Dog, like, to, to fire the dirty mattress-stealing vermin, <laughs> like, effective immediately. Like, I was just, like, one of those Japanese, like, harikiri people and, like, bowing, just waiting for, like, the relief of the blade. Just, like... <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Kitty stops typing after an eternity and uh, she, then she turns around, she shows me her phone and it's a website with all these different mattresses. And she's like, hey, which mattress do you want? Like, just completely different person. Um, and then and I, like, picked the cheapest mattress because I'm not a dickhead. And, <laughs> like, the next day it showed up at my shed. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I'm not really sure what the moral of the story. I had this, like, great moral ending where it was, like, a turning point for me because I got a new mattress and I stopped smoking weed. But, um... That's technically a lie, I kept smoking weed. Um, yeah, it says I switched from bongs to joints. So, that's fine. That's enough, you know. Um, yeah, and it was a really nice moment. And I still, like, she said that I didn't have to pay her back, which was really nice. Um, but she said that I did have to pay it forward. So, if there's ever a young comedian that I meet, I need to help them out somehow and give them a mattress. Yes. So if there are any young comedians in the house tonight, call me. All right, see you. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review the Queer Stories podcast to boost my ego and help spread the word. For tickets and dates, follow Queer Stories on Facebook. And for late night rants and photos of my dog, Frank, follow me, Maeve Marsden, on Twitter. For discount tickets to my shows, as well as other perks, become a supporter of my work on Patreon for as little as $4 a month. Details on MaveMarsden.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 